Hello, this is Luke, and today's devotional is from Matthew chapter 2, verses 13 through 23. Now when they had departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Rise, take the child and his mother, and flee to Egypt, and remain there until I tell you, for Herod is about to search for the child to destroy him. And he rose and took the child and his mother by night and departed to Egypt, and remained there until the death of Herod. This was to to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet, Out of Egypt I called my son. Then Herod, when he saw that he had been tricked by the wise men, became furious, and he sent and killed all the male children in Bethlehem and, and in all that region who were two years old or under, according to the time that he had ascertained from the wise men. Then was fulfilled what was spoken by the prophet Jeremiah. A voice was heard in Ramah, weeping and loud lamentation. Rachel weeping for her children, she refused to be comforted, because they are no more. But when Herod died, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt, saying, Rise, take the child and his mother, and go to the land of Israel, for those who sought the child's life are dead. And he rose and took the child and his mother, and went to the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus was reigning over Judea in place of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there, and being warned in a dream, he withdrew to the district of Galilee. And he went and lived in a city called Nazareth, so that what was spoken by the prophets might be fulfilled, that he would be called a Nazarene. Again, we see God's providence here protecting his son from danger. This reinforces the idea that Jesus came and submitted himself to being a vulnerable human. While always the son of God, his status as a vulnerable baby relates to us God's ability to sympathize with us in our weaknesses. Verse 15 references Hosea chapter 11, verse 1. This Hosea passage in context is in reference to Israel. It follows that for Matthew, Jesus himself is the symbolic representation of true Israel. This does not necessarily mean that God has no further purpose for racial Israel, see Romans chapter 11, but it does mean that the position of God's people in the Messianic age is determined by reference to Jesus, not race. This is further cementing Matthew's theme of Gentile salvation that we've seen over and over again in the first two chapters. Verses 16 through 18 are quite troubling and very sad. Often I think we feel the need to find a definitive answer to why God would allow this kind of evil and suffering. While it is not bad to reflect and wrestle with questions such as these, I think the text gives us a better framework for responding. It quotes Jeremiah chapter 31 verse 15, which is a passage of deep lament. Often in our modern culture we feel the need to find the why behind everything at the expense of the healthy actions of grieving and lamenting. Even Jesus states in the next few chapters that blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. The Bible repeatedly invites us to grieve the products of evil and loss, and to trust that God alone has the ability to bring good out of evil. Verses 19 through 23 highlight Jesus' return to Nazareth. Nazareth was an insignificant and despised place in the first century Holy Land, even by the Galileans. First century readers would have quickly caught Matthew's point, He's not saying that a particular Old Testament prophet foretold that the Messiah would live in Nazareth. He's saying that the Old Testament prophets foretold that the Messiah would be despised. See Psalm chapter 22 and Psalm chapter 69. This is reflected in our lives as Christians, as there will certainly be times where we are despised for our views. We see the implications of this later when Jesus speaks of the narrow gate and repeatedly in Paul's letters to the church. It's obvious that we would rather not be despised and fit in more. But these passages should encourage us that if you are despised because of Christ, then you can rejoice in the fact that Christ can relate and comfort you in the suffering that results. Let us pray. 
Heavenly Father, we thank you again just for coming to this earth and for suffering in ways that we could not even imagine, Lord. I pray that in times of great evil and suffering, Lord, that you would help us to not try to find the reasons why so much as to just grieve and to lament and to know that you will comfort us in that, in that eventually you will reveal your ultimate plan that you had through that. I thank you, Lord, that you are despised, Lord, and that when we have days where we feel like we're outcasts in the world, that we can know that you are the first outcast, Lord, and that you can relate to everything we are experiencing. We thank you for your sacrifice and what it means for us. Amen. Thank you for checking out this devotional from Mission City Church. You can find out more information about our church as well as our full scripture reading plan at missioncitykc.com. You can also follow us at Mission City KC on Instagram or Mission City Church on Facebook. We're a non-denominational church that meets at the Merriam Community Center at 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings. We would love to see you there.